Please hold. Your call is not important to us. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hey, this is Kevin. And this, this is, is Have a, a Nice day. day. We don't have free bread. All right, so unlike the first episode where it was just the two of us, you got to know us. We have a guest. We actually have a guest today. This is the way we're going to be doing things. Every week we bring in a guest. This is probably something we should have said in the first episode. Don't worry about it. No one's getting paid to be here. I mean, we did mention a Gmail account uh, that you could email us. That we would have for the next episode. And boy, oh boy, have we delivered. Yeah. You can send your crazy customer stories to have a nice day podcast at gmail.com. And uh, like I promised, one of the people that we dragged in on our way to recording, uh, my girlfriend Madeline. Hey, Madeline, what's up? Hey. Hey, so you're in customer service, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so without divulging anything that could get you potentially fired, because, hey, I like two paychecks coming in toward this rent. <laughs> I, I love you, too. I love you, too. Um, but we need the two paychecks because this is a lovely apartment and we can't afford it on our own. Uh, try to describe in as vague a sense as possible a what do you do? <laughs> well, luckily for me... Uh, there are a multitude of this type of thing that I do in the city now. Awesome. It's newer, but it's catching on in popularity. It is, in fact, a puzzle room. Puzzle room. Yes. Uh, and, and what that means is, you know, a few years back on your phone or your laptop or whatever, you get an app and you'd get... Trapped in a room. Oh, yeah, that flash game, yeah. Yeah, flash game. And then you click on stuff, and it turns out to be puzzles. And you have to put the puzzles together in order to escape, you know, the trap, the room, the castle, the ship, the wherever you were stuck. Sometimes it got really weird. The Japanese ones are really odd. Uh, But then somebody had the brilliant idea of actually taking this concept that was an app and creating a real puzzle room. So my job is Clue Master. And then to clarify, it started with one uh, puzzle room sort of thing, but now there are multiple puzzle room shows oh, yes. throughout the city. Oh, yes. So it's not one specific one, Madeline's boss. Yeah. And if uh, <laughs> yes. you have uh, an employee on your retainer who is named Madeline and just happens to be working at one of these things, don't fire that person. That's a good person. It could be another person. Yeah, you entirely never know. different There's a Madeline. lot of puzzle rooms. Yeah, uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> Uh, I will say that the one that I work for is, in fact, the best puzzle. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Okay. A little bit of ego there. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. if you want to figure out where Madeline works, go to all of them and then determine <laughs> for yourself which one is the best. It's like, true. Like, if it's a shitty one, then you're like, oh, thank God, Madeline's not there. Because <laughs> then you can't blame her. But if you do go to the one that she's there and it's shitty, it's like, it's not her fault. <laughs> well, and it depends on your, your <laughs> definition of what makes it shitty because... In my mind, I think if the puzzle is harder and you do actually manage to escape, that's a good puzzle. If the puzzle is easy and you're just going there because it's your bachelorette party and you just want to feel good about your brain power, you're not going to have a good time. This is not for you. Go to a shittier company. <laughs> Probably. So, you are master of the clues, keeper of the house. Yes. What 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 do you, what do you do? What 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 does that entail? Go go through it day by day. Like somebody comes in, they want to do one of these puzzle rooms. Mm. Yeah, this is by far one of the weirdest jobs this I've is, ever heard of. It's a weird job, but it's great uh, for people who uh, are actors, and I am. So. Uh, my job is more theatrical than your average customer service job, which is nice. It gives me a bit of freedom to, to play around. 
what I do is I lock you in a room for 60 minutes. And then through a screen, I send you clues. So if you have a group of, say, eight people, and you get trapped in a room, and each of the rooms has a cool theme, uh, like aliens and zombies, monsters, sometimes it's just boring stuff like an apartment, something like that. But there's always going to be puzzles to solve. And more often than not, people cannot do this game without clues. Uh, so I'm sort of like your mom looking over your shoulder when you're doing your homework and going, gee, I wonder if X could equal Y, and just gently nudging you along so that you don't feel really shitty by not getting very far. Uh, so as a clue master, my job is to make the experience as best as possible, win or lose. It's supposed to be fun. And but also the more clues you get from the Clue Master, the lower an opinion the Clue Master has of you. Absolutely. The more clues you get, the worse you're doing. And also, I start out cluing very, you know, uh, just hints, just, just barest hints, giving little things like, the spirits will guide you if you do this and such. And I never give answers. That's not my job. I'm a Clue Master, not an Answer Master. So when people are shouting out, screaming at the cameras, please help us, and you don't understand the vague hint that I've just sent to you, I will send you what we call a nuclear clue. And if you can't get that, you're screwed. How many and people don't get the nuclear clue? Quite a few people yeah. don't get the nuclear yeah. clue. Discre a nuclear clue, a just nuclear like... nuclear clue. Like... Anyone within a 50-mile radius gets this. Like, <laughs> like there's someone on the street. Like, it's in the red box. <laughs> like, the radiation from this clue will inform generations yet to come. Except for the people in the room, apparently. Of course not, because they're already dead. They're already <laughs> dead. So, do you... Are you encouraged to... Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because there's a dichotomy between getting these people to win and getting mm -hmm. these people to lose. Like, what... What is the balance that you try to uh, maintain as, as a clue master? Do you want them to win? Do you want them to suffer? Is this like an amber alert that you're just watching for an hour? Uh, sometimes people do trap their children in our rooms. Uh, that's not fun. And the parents go off and go to a bar and drink for an hour. Well, is it cheaper than babysitting? What? or? Well, it's 30 bucks a ticket, so... You know what? That is cheaper than babysitting. Because you, you used to be a nanny for a while, and yep. I don't think... Uh, if anyone paid you what they paid for an hour at this room to watch their kids, you would accept that. Oh, God, no. Uh, especially when it's it's a game that could be very easily torn apart and is often done so. And uh, then do you have to reset after every game? Like, do you have to put the room yep. back in order? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that's the thing. You asked... If, what is our, our, uh, our plan of attack? Because you're right, not everyone can win. Very few people actually escape. It's, we have a very low win rate because if everyone got out, then it wouldn't be a good puzzle. It's like if everyone could solve the New York Times crossword, it wouldn't be the New York Times crossword. It'd be the New York par uh, Post crossword. I tried to say New York Post, just uh, suffocated on those words there. Because <laughs> we're doing this live, fuck it. You're, you're thinking of the timeout 
crossword. Oh, God, yeah. Do, does the Post even have... I don't read the New York Post. I don't read newspapers. New York. I don't love that New York, yeah. Jacqueline, she's terrible. <laughs> All right. I don't read things on paper. Jacqueline, I know, it's a sheep. It's always a sheep, Jacqueline. <laughs> Four down is always a sheep. Four down is always a sheep. Or an ogre. There's always Ooh, there's an, always ogre. an ogre. Because it's got, it ends in an O and an E. And those yeah. are rare. Okay. So, I just buy a crossword book. Those are... When, when we learn how to clue master, you get a sense of timing. And inevitably, every single group, unless it's a group that, like, travels the country doing these games. And you can. There, There's ones in every city now. They're extremely popular in Europe, Australia, and we get them all over the place, all over the East Coast. If you play a bunch of rooms, you're going to have an easier time of it. That's human nature. You'll, you'll learn the strategy. If it's your first game, you're probably not going to escape, even if it's your birthday. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'll try. But I'm not going to give the puzzle away. I cannot give answers. I don't want to give answers. Right, but this harkens back to something we talked about in the first episode where people, like, decide that they are the main character of yes. their story. They come to New York and they want to have, you know, their good time. You know, yep. They brought their family here. They're going to do this thing. Does that mean that if it's your birthday, that does not entitle you to every customer service demand that you can possibly ask for? What do you mean being your birthday doesn't make you smarter? I survived <laughs> the Earth circling the sun for 365 days. No one has killed me despite all of the obvious attempts. Give me that free t-shirt. <laughs> and I want a cupcake. You don't have cupcakes? Fuck you. Give me cupcakes. So, yes, we get a lot of events. We get proposals, which what? I'll probably go into later. Do they hide the ring somewhere in the room? Like, do they have, like, a safe? Like, they do. Oh, my yeah. God, they that's do. amazing. What? Did the girls never find the ring? What if oh they don't God. find the ring? Well, and that's a special circumstance. You asked if, if we try and help people win. That is definitely... We actually have a guy who's worked here the longest, and he handles almost all of the, uh, the proposals. And we get quite a few of them, surprisingly, Considering it's a game, uh, so but, I after this, I have to tell you about how I ruined a proposal at one of my jobs. Oh, lovely! Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. So we we don't allow cameras in the room either, which is why it's a terrible place to propose mm -hmm. because of course we can't give away what the rooms do or look like. All right, so you can't take a picture or a right. video. So you, you can take a picture once you get out of the room, but we have we have one clue master who is really good at just shoving these couples through the room. And they're not meant for two people, but inevitably with an engagement, it ends up being just the two of them in a room alone. And then they solve all these puzzles and ooh, a ring. And then the question is I never want popped. to be proposed to in a, in a puzzle room. I, you know, people, when it happens, seem really overjoyed at it. Well, they, yeah, they actually, marriage. if you know your partner well enough to know that they will enjoy a grueling uh, experience of trying to haphazardly go through these puzzles while someone is just binging you with a PowerPoint to go, hey, where might you find a code word? Oh, look at all those words in that book. How many uh, years have you and Jeremy been together? <laughs> right? Plus his birthday is the code to this lock. Oh, God. We, we do have fun watching people, though. And sometimes we can get a little silly with it. It depends on the group because sometimes the groups can be really drunk and then they're not they're not good players. Sometimes they can be too young, as I said. Parents lock their kids in there. We have a, an age range that is appropriate. These games are built for adults. 
So they are tough puzzles. If you bring your three-year-old in, guess what? Probably not going to solve the puzzle. So we always have a parent or guardian, but sometimes they can be worse than the kids. And you said that you watch them. Do you have, like, yep. uh, closed-circuit televisions and uh, security cameras that you watch them from, like a, like a command center? Yeah. The way puzzle rooms work is you either have a clue master in the room to, to watch over you, which can get a little overbearing on the poor clue master. I would not want to be locked in a room that, with people. It can no. be a terrible experience. I've had to do it a couple of times. Uh, or you have the camera. It's not recorded. You can't legally record you. Mm-hmm. Although some people request their recordings, which I'm like, are you also the kind of person who likes to record your own sex acts? Because it's just as <laughs> awkward and weird. It, it's not the way you think it is in your head. Yeah. So we don't record it. We just watch it live. Uh, and yes, we're watching the entire time. Whether or not you are receiving clues, we are watching you because inevitably someone will try and break something. Every freaking game. And as a clue master, you have to be uh, very flexible and very MacGyvery in how you handle things. You have to really be able to read groups. Like, as I said, some groups I'm like, oh, you guys are going to do great. You're fun, you're energetic, you don't care whether you win or lose, you're just here to have fun. I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to trust that you're not going to break anything. And then you get groups, and... (laughs) Like, they basically walk in, and they've already started breaking things before they're even in the room. Like, they're in the lobby, and they've broken something. And surprisingly, it's not who you think. Usually we get, like, teenagers or something, and you think teenagers, oh, they're just going to rip everything apart. But no, they know they're being watched. I think it's because teenagers still have, like, that sense of fun. They're still allowed to feel like they're playing a game. But with adults, it's like, I came here to accomplish a task. (laughs) And also, I think another thing with teenagers is there's this constant need to prove maturity. Mm. So if they're locked in a room with what is seemingly a very mature task of solving puzzles and stuff, they're going to want to conduct themselves in as much of an adult way as possible. I mean, unless you're, you know, some trust fund kid from the Hamptons and you're like, oh, my dad owns this room. Right. But most adults are like, I've already been to college. Look at that vase. (laughs) Yeah. We we get a lot of that uh, leaps of logic that end end in destruction. And it's usually from the group's... They feel like they're either paying too much in tickets, which, by the way, if you don't live in New York City, 30 bucks for an hour-long experience in a, a room to yourself where you're having fun is a really decent price. And that's the ticket price for every puzzle room in the city. Like It's, it's sort of like a, a kiosk, you know, one of those bodegas. Like Inevitably, you're going to pay $1.25 for that packet of M&Ms because all of them charge the same price somehow. And you know what? I never realized $30 is sort of like the baseline for any activity <laughs> in New York. If you want to go on a date to a movie, the two tickets are going to cost $30. Mm-hmm. If you want to go out to a bar and drink like with somebody... At the end of the day, after tip, if you tip 18 to 20%. Which we talked about. Yeah. Um, or if it's bars, you know, $2 for on that first drink and then a dollar after um, as a baseline. Uh, that's going to come out to $30. Pretty much everything in New York is $30 or less, um, you know, just as a baseline thing. So that's not that's not, not unreasonable. It's not. And it, it really is very reasonable. Also, like, we know if you came in from you know, the Midwest, 
you paid $300 for orchestra seats to waitress. I know you've already paid way more for the Broadway shows you're seeing. Yeah, I think most people who are coming into New York or uh, any major tourist city who complain about something relatively cheap being too expensive, you've spent way too much fucking money on something already. Yeah. And you're pissed about that. And you're just hoping to make back that money. And you're like, well, if this was, you know, you know, Two hundred dollars as opposed to three hundred, then I can see spending the thirty. But I only wanted to spend five hundred. So right. I'm sorry close. you stayed at the Times Square Marriott. <laughs> yeah. So speaking so, of yes. assholes, yeah. So we get two kinds of groups. We get groups who feel like they're spending too much, and then we get the the corporate groups. <gasps> ah, yes, oh, corporate money. groups. Now, granted, this is actually a really great way to test out your employees because you will find out really fast whether a company has good people hired because usually what will happen is they'll rent out all of the rooms do them all at once and they'll do it as a challenge and chances are not everyone's going to escape but you get a real good sense of how people work with each other under stress so we get a lot of corporate groups and a lot of them feel like it's cheap so they treat it as if it's cheap. And is then it they, cheap? And, well, most of our furniture uh, does look a little Ikea-ish. It's, it's true. But that's because if something breaks, we have to replace it immediately. It, it has to be something that we can change out and that we can keep a lot of extra in the back room. Because if, lo and behold, something breaks in the room and it's vital to the puzzle, we have to replace it within 15 minutes for the next game. Because, this is my favorite part, ladies and gentlemen, this is a live event. What does that mean, live event? A live event means that if you show up 15 minutes late to your time, guess what? Out of that 60 minutes, you now have 45 minutes. Because we don't stop the clock and wait for you. It would have a domino effect on the five other games going after you. It's a live event, and we only provide about 10 to 15 minutes grace period in between games for me and my coworkers to rapidly reset the room, which also gives you a hint. Uh, if you are pulling something apart and ripping it or breaking it, guess what? <laughs> That's not going to help you because I can't drill something back into place in 15 minutes every time. Also, we're not going to... Oh buy a breakable vase for every game that's happening. Exactly. That wouldn't make any sense. That would not be a good puzzle. And would, at what point in your life are you, are you playing a jigsaw puzzle and you think, you know, if I tore up the pieces, it would make it easier to solve. Ugh, yeah, it's the perspective of people with the whole um, I'm the main character situation. Mm -hmm. It's as if you're the only person at this attraction. So it's like ripping up the jigsaw pieces. Who the who else is going to use these jigsaw pieces? The answer is <laughs> no one because you've ripped them. Right. So live event seems to be, unfortunately, the, the issue that we grapple with the most. Because when you get corporate groups, there's 30-plus some people all arriving at a building at once. And you, again, you can tell whether it's a good company or not because they'll usually have someone in charge driving everybody to get there. But if they don't and people are trickling in, then usually the people on the back end, the people who have been at the bar for too long, they'll get upset. And they'll be like, well, can't you just give us five more minutes? We just need a couple more minutes. It's like, 
It's my favorite phrase, calling out to the cameras at the end of the time as the countdown is going down. Three, two, one. Just five more minutes. Just five more minutes. We can make it out. Oh, honey, no. You can't. You can't. The saddest You're nowhere thing close. I have ever heard. It, it's, it's almost you pitiful. You need to win a game it's... so bad. Yeah. Like, your entire uh. sense of self-worth is dependent on whether or not you can escape this room. It's not Saw. You're going to get out. And if you fuck up this room, there's probably, like, four others in just this location that you can do and feel better about yourself. There's ones in Long Island, there's ones in Chinatown, there's ones in Midtown, there's ones in Jersey, there's ones in Boston, D.C., Philadelphia. You take one day trip, you go, and there's at least ten rooms in a city that you can play. And they're all going to be different. And as I said, not all the puzzles are good. Read those reviews. Uh, But most of the time, the bad reviews are because someone was an idiot and couldn't figure out a part of the puzzle and unfortunately, you just kind of have to weed those out like you do with any review. Yeah, it's like we're not gonna we're not gonna lock you in here and kill you, uh, <laughs> e- even if one of the one of the companies in here is called Survive the Room. There is Survive the Room. There's zombies and mad doctors. That one gives me anxiety. Yeah, I. Is that the one like <laughs> with the the Facebook commercials where it's like you get committed? Yes. I think and they, so, like, yeah. they shove you into the room with burlap sacks over your head. No, thank you. I don't need to be that immersed. <laughs> I think it could be interesting if you've already played a bunch of the regular rooms. I mostly run pretty regular rooms. People ask me all the time, is it scary? And I respond with, well, are you scared of puzzles? Because if you're scared of puzzles, this may not be the game for you. Or if and you're then, maybe claustrophobic, but it's uh, pretty big rooms. Pretty well, big rooms. you do have to, you know, adhere to fire codes. So even though we're locking you in the room, which we do do, there's always an escape button, code, something, key, wherever you are, that you can escape. Yes, we're watching the entire time. If somebody gets claustrophobic and they start opening the windows, that's when I just pop my head in and go, hey, guys, are you okay? Do you need to step out? Although... If we're going to start talking about extreme measures that people go to. I think I think it's about time to segue into like extreme measures and extreme dickholes that oh, come absolutely. into these rooms. And I think one of it's like break out of the room. <laughs> like it's some sort of MacGyver task where they bring in blowtorches and screwdrivers and hammers oh just trying to take the freaking door off the hinges. Guys, the amount of bobby pins I have found. <laughs> people people actually try to bobby pin the doors no. like it's the 70s. Oh, and of course, I, I bring people into the room. I give my explanation. I walk out of the room. I lock the door. Uh, by now, uh, I've realized that as soon as I exit, I just quickly lock the door and it's done. Or, or it automatically locks behind me. You know, it's, it's one of those just Do like, people like, quick try done. And, like prop the door open? Like immediately, inevitably, in one of those, usually the jokester groups, you know, oh. that guy who's like, ha ha, I'm going to try and like bring in a chainsaw. Like, Tim took an improv class. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny around the office. Cool. That's, uh, that's me uh, putting my fingers in my mouth in the shape of a gun and uh, letting the hammer just go to town on the back of that cartridge, just blowing the brains out the back. Go on. I hate Tim. So, yes, uh, the Tims of the world. And my so, dad's name is Tim. Tim. <laughs> to, to be fair, sometimes it's a woman. Sometimes she'll be like, oh, Samantha. God, yeah, panic, Samantha. panic. And then, you know, they immediately grab the doorknob and yank on it, trying, like, to open the door. 
And I don't know how many times I say in my opening speech because by now uh, I've also like you I've paid it. To, you paid to be locked in a you room. You have been you were paid to be locked in the room. I don't know how many times I say, guys, this is a puzzle. To win, you need to solve the puzzle. It's not like you're just gonna you know pick up a a, pan, a plant pot or something and oh the key's hidden underneath like in your front garden. No, it's it's the whole idea is you're paying this money to be in this room to solve this puzzle. But still, there are people who feel like if they can get out of the room, that is the task. I often have to remind people to not go out the window. We are rather high what? up, and that could be extremely dangerous. What what floor? Um, like, are you? Are you uh, no, no floor numbers. That could give. Okay, it away. okay. Um, are you above the high. fourth floor? Yes. Okay, that's death. Yeah, well, that's death. a lot of these rooms are because you but can, that's also you can put them anywhere. Smart. Why? No. Why would you think that in this room we've built a, a false window if with a fake <laughs> city underneath, and if you jump, there will be glass. Well, and a lot of a lot of rooms, the the newer ones don't have windows in them, or the ah. windows have been like closed off or something. But sometimes there's fire escapes, and again, fire code, gotta leave it open. Yeah. And especially in the summer when it gets hot, it's nice to have a breeze in there in between games because, mm-hmm. oh, that stress sweat. Mm. Oh, that mm. is, that's a factor I had not anticipated. It is. Yeah, I had not no, considered this. There is not Fancy. a lot of air circulation when you lock, like, 6 to 12 people in a room and they just start running frantically going, what does this puzzle mean? Akin to the way we are all locked in this room right now. Yeah, it's a, a, it's, a, it's a smaller a room bit. and it's a little bit toasty. We'd have a fan, but then all you'd hear is fan. So let, let's dive into some of my favorite stories. Yeah, who? Let's let's start off. Um, let's start off pretty strong. Okay, who would you say, <laughs> like, on a scale from one to ten, and ten being just shit straight out of the toilet bowl? Give us your eleven. Give us your eleven. <laughs> my eleven. Oh, speaking of toilet bowl. Uh, <gasps> Ooh. No, unfortunately. That's just the run of the mill. We have uh, a bathroom at our facility, and sometimes uh, it can get overwhelming. But that um, that doesn't have anything to do with the room. The worst story in the room I did not witness, but this has gone down in legend. Oh, because, legendary! So we have a we have a room that has a filing cabinet in it. Mm-hmm. Now you know your typical filing cabinets. Again, we have to make them replaceable. So it's your typical filing cabinet made out of metal, something you would find in in any corporate office building or whatever. Uh, we buy them in bulk, so always have some place to store our files. So they're pretty easy to get open if you yank on them, you pull hard enough. It's almost like crushing a can. Like you, you just have to pull. So we have to remind people. You don't need to do that. That's not the point. If you get something that way, we'll probably go into the room and take it away from you because it's not going to help you to jump steps. If you don't know how to open something, then you've got a whole bunch of clues left over. However, this time, this clue master uh, is very generous, very nice, and she was very supportive of this group, and she trusted them. And it got to about the last 10 minutes, and that's when people start to panic. And this guy... Uh, tries to get into one of the filing cabinets by, of course, forcing it open and jamming his hand inside. So she sounds the alarm signal to be like, yo, you don't need to do that. Uh, He grabs the object that's inside and pulls it out. Uh, So she 
stops everything, gets up, goes to the room, and when she goes inside, she realizes there's blood everywhere. Oh no, oh we went saw two. Yeah. People people always ask us if this is like Saw. Well, it is if you make it. So it he, is if you want to be an idiot. Oh my god, no. So he pulled of course it's got sharp metal edges when you pull it out of place. So he jammed his hand inside and of course it's right along <gasps> the inside of your wrist. Oh god. oh my god. So it's just blood ah. gushing oh god, no. everywhere. Which also like that is that is a problem cleaning up later. So he does, he's trying to like hold his t-shirt to it. He's trying to like hide it from her as she's going in the room and she's like Oh my God! We need to call you an ambulance. Are you okay? We're gonna stop the game now. And he was like, "No, no, we don't need to stop the game. We just got this." And she's like, "What?" The game has ten more minutes. You have five. Right? You just <laughs> opened up your wrists. Yep. Yep. And he was really determined. She kept trying to like take the object away from him, not to keep him from solving it, but to just get him to leave the room so he'll take care of himself. He's got blood dripping all over the place, and his friends. I swear to God, they're still playing. What? They're still oh, working on the puzzle, completely ignoring him. Andy's wound is a clue. Hey, it's, it's okay. He's an NPC. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Right? And he's like, he's urging them to continue. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. She's like, no, this is not fine. Guys, the game is over. You need to get your friend to the hospital, like, right now. And, and they're like, good clue. Thanks. And Thanks like, for the clue. And one guy was like, okay. I'll take him to the hospital. Can my friends keep playing? The the did they, mindset. Did they ask for their money back? Right. Oh, <laughs> we oh. do not have a refund policy for exactly that reason. Again, live event. If you fuck it up or miss it, you don't just get your money back because you lost. Not the way it works. You don't just get your money back if you're quote stuck in traffic and arrive half an hour late. Like, It's not my it's fault not that you happen. didn't know how to travel in the city. Always leave a half hour earlier than you think you should leave. Yeah, hey, right? there's there's a bit of uh, customer advice again, because uh, we love to do that. Uh, 15 prior to 15 prior. Uh, they do that in the military. If the drill sergeant says, we are going to be doing uh, drills at 0600 hours, uh, and he says that to the squad commander, or whoever the hell is in charge. I'm not in the military. Um <laughs> says that to whoever is in charge of the platoon. The platoon leader will then say, hey, we're going to be doing this, you know, at 545, and everyone's going to show up at 530 because you don't show up late. So, like, 15 prior to 15 prior, if it's for a dinner reservation, if it's for a live event, if it's for a show, if it's for really anything that's attached to a time, show up earlier than you think you need to show up. Because the bus is not going to wait. Till you get there. Yes. And we will give away your table if you do not show up. Mm-hmm. And the t- countdown will start no matter what. Because guess what? I'm not going to sacrifice the next group to make you an iota happier. Right. And and speaking of, of groups that <laughs> managed to fuck up their time, not every group is as obtuse as the guy who slid open his wrist in the room. <laughs> Sometimes it's as simple, and this happens a lot, of arriving at the a.m. time when you booked a p.m. time. Oh, no. Oh, yes. European? All? No. Surprisingly, <laughs> with these puzzle rooms, we don't get very many foreigners because... 
oftentimes uh, there are clues that are in English. So it, it can be really difficult for foreigners to grasp the game. So instead, we get like Midwestern tourists, we get Southern tourists, we get English tourists. Sometimes. You get my brother who lives in Mamaroneck. Yes. Who at Christmas couldn't say, oh, oh, we escaped the room. Oh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and like I said, we get birthdays, we get bachelorette parties, bachelor parties. We get, we get groups that are looking for a, a good night of celebration. But generally, I would assume they could tell the difference between a.m. and p.m. I would be wrong. I would be so very wrong. Because, and, and here's the thing, I, I was telling you guys earlier, I work a lot of late nights. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where you can, it goes past midnight. We, we just run it all day long. And at the end of the night, if you have a group uh, that showed up at 11 a.m. and was turned away and complained because they wanted to play at 11 a.m. and was told, no, there's already a group playing at 11 a.m. We can't remove them to give you the room. Because you were an idiot. Exactly. It's like, we, we can't just fabricate a new room for you out of nowhere. And no, we can't fit you in in the 15 minutes between games to let you play. You're just going to have to come back at the time that you scheduled. Because you scheduled it. Yeah. You did did this. I did say 15 prior to 15 prior. Do not show up 12 hours early. 12 hours early is unacceptable. Now, most of the time when you're booking these rooms, sometimes it happens that one person books for everybody and that one person screws up Mm -hmm. and they say that it's an earlier time. And we do the best we can. We try and fit you in wherever we can. We try and make it work, especially if it's a little kid group and they can't play at 11 p.m., then we'll, we'll do our best to move you. Mm-hmm. But here's an example of the worst-case scenario. Okay. Oh, boy. So Let's there were eight people, all of them lawyers. Oh, so They know how boy. to read. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them lawyers. They also know how to argue. Yes. that They're paid to do oh, that. Yeah. They are paid arguers. And the customer is always right. Fuck that. Customer is always uh, the customer. That's it. So <laughs> That's the end of the sentence. It's a tautology. So it's like eight tickets or so. And here's the thing. Every single one of them booked individually. Oh, no. God, no. Because so, they're independent. Right. So... It's not even like one person showed up at, you know, 10 a.m. thinking it was a 10 p.m. or booking a 10 p.m. game. It was eight separate people with eight separate confirmations, <laughs> all of them looking at their phones, showing us their phones for the confirmation and us pointing out, yeah, it says p.m. right there. And then doing that eight times uh, to show them, no, you all collectively had the biggest brain fart I've ever seen. Because they didn't get the paralegal to do the booking. Yeah. The, the, par- the, par- the paralegal is the one who does all the proofreading. And it's like, oh, no, you need to initial here. It's like, oh, no, that's that's an A, not a P. Now, actually, us catching it, them not being aware of it and us catching it is the best case scenario. Because if people find out that they've accidentally booked the wrong time, guess what they'll try and do? Will they try to get in at that time? Or they'll try to get a refund. Well, they'll try and get a refund uh, sometimes. But, as you said, sometimes they'll try and sneak in. Sneak what? in? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like, without a clue master knowing the person who is in charge of making sure that they get out of the room? <laughs> right. So, our, our rooms can fit 
you know, eight to That's ten. That's like going to on a roller coaster people. at night after all the employees have gone right? home. Yeah, it's like here, just hit the switch and then jump on. Well, well, here's how they do it. They'll wait for another large group to get started because in the lobby, it can be easy to just sort of blend in. Uh, we do our best to like check everybody. It's not like we have tickets. We just have a booking confirmation. And oh, so they'll say, try and sneak in with like another group. Exactly. Oh. So they'll they'll go like incognito. We had this one couple who really fucked up because they were two black people in a group of Jewish people and they stood out so bad. And the and like the the group of Hasidic Jews are, are actually quite happy. They're like, sure, play with us, no problem. We're like, guys, it's a ten person room. You've got twelve people. There are two of you that stand out. <laughs> like That's okay. Like, hey, uh here it uh have a nice day. Like, if you want to have an interracial relationship, um, a, a black man and a Hasidic woman, or vice versa, it's like, hey, that's on you. Um, Assassin's Creed will tell you <laughs> that you need to at least try to blend in yeah, some way. Like, find a hat. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, find a hat. Find a hat. Find a, uh, a harem to accompany you about some lovely ladies. Also, just bosoms. own up to your fucking mistake. Yeah, like, don't own up right. that you made a mistake. Don't be stealthy. So that that was particularly hilarious because they uh, they did manage to sneak into the room itself by just following on the trails uh, of this of this larger group. Now that group, they had bought one big group ticket, so it was just that name, and it was a pretty. Jewish name. So it, it seemed pretty obvious, but we checked in anyway. We were like, hey, are you sure you're here for this time? And this woman went off. She started yelling and saying that there was no way she would have booked for tomorrow when her tickets were for today. And so inevitably in this age of technological wonder, we asked to see her confirmation on her email. Did it say tomorrow? Sure enough. Of course it does, because that's what time she booked for. Yep. And then she blamed our system and said that our system had changed it after she had booked it. Now, uh, we do a lot of things right at this room, but our website is not that advanced. It's fairly simple. And once tickets are booked... We never touch them again. Like, it just doesn't happen. Also, why Why would you? What would you, as a game master, accomplish from ruining this woman's day? Why, as someone who, like, makes money off <laughs> of people coming in and having a good experience, why would you single out this woman who you've never met and change her schedule? Just yeah. to fuck with her. Yeah, why she, would I, What are we going to accomplish doing She that? is your nemesis. She right. Her job is to make your life... As horrible as possible in the most pitiful, slighted, like, minuscule ways. It's like, oh, you booked for this time? Fuck you, it's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your bar mitzvah. Uh, But you know what? Still not the worst customer interaction I've had. No. Are you ready for it? Yes. This guy came with his two friends... And you know how I've said mostly foreigners don't play this game. It can be really, really tricky for foreigners to play this game if you're not fluent in English or near enough. Are these foreigners? These are foreigners. Foreigners! Foreign tourists. Three, my favorite. I worked in Times Square at a Ooh. restaurant, and I had to deal with French tourists all day. God forgive me. <laughs> um, now we are two person, but let's have we are ten. So, <laughs> so sit us for ten. Uh, never. Oh it's God. five o'clock. <laughs> no. 
At the bar. Yep. <laughs> at the bar. So these these were three Italians. Ooh, so even extra, worse. Extra because I've I've seen. Pardon me. I've seen Italian couples make out in a preda manger. Like in, in a woman's bathroom, other. they don't know where they are. In a are. woman's bathroom, in a pret-a-manger. I just say pret. pret. I just said pret. Pret, yeah. The message boards are going to light up. <laughs> she likes fable. She doesn't know how to say pret-a-manger. <laughs> pret I, I think you got it right just then. Really? Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so, yes, these guys had booked all of our rooms, mm. one after another. And now, here's the thing. Our rooms do not run simultaneously. They run staggered. So that way you don't have 30 people in our lobby all waiting to go into the room. So no, usually it's, it's on the 15-minute to half-an-hour mark, and we, we stagger people in so that, you know, it's an in-and-out process. We can make exceptions, but we charge extra money. So the mistake that these guys made was that they didn't leave themselves any time in between games. Oh, and no. by the last oh. game, which was mine... They were running late. So they the last Clue Master was very nice. They started their game as late as they possibly could, which meant that the other people also playing with them. If they had booked out the entire room, no problem. We could have worked something out. But there were other people who were going to play with them. Oh. So I had to get them started. Now, this one guy had not booked a ticket for the game before. He assumed that even though all of our tickets were sold out, we would give him one anyway to Walk play ups. with his friends. So, yeah, and, and he'd played all the other games first. This was the one that he couldn't play. So he's sitting out in the lobby sulking. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And he's yelling he, He's yelling at our receptionist, who is very sweet, and it's the end of my shift. So I am not. I am not sweet. I don't give a shit. This is my last game. I'm going to start it on time because then we have to close. Again, live event. It means it starts when it starts and it ends when it ends. And it does. And I will it's start like it. when the kitchen closes at midnight. Yeah, kitchen right? closes. You can't get your potato skins. It's 11.30. Put an order in. So we're already 10 minutes behind. Mm-hmm. Waited. They're, finally, their game ended. But, of course, his friends are asking a bunch of questions and they're stuck in the old room. Oh, my God. So... I get these other guys started, and I'm like, we're just going to pop them in, you know, whenever they get out, which is probably going to be five minutes later. It's not going to be that long, but it'll give these guys something to do. And this guy who's sitting out here sulking in the lobby, he'll be able to come in and play, and he'll catch his friends up. Perfect. So I give the intro, I put them in the room, and the guy's still sulking there. I'm like, sir, and I'm using a lot of hand gestures as I do with You're speaking Italian. (laughs) Bibbidi-bobbidi. Oh, yes. So so I'm like, sir. We're not racist. I really hope Do you no want one to play? And he goes, what about my friends? You know, except in an Italian accent, which I can't do. Sorry. Not that good of an actor. Uh, so he's like... That's okay. It's probably, like, <laughs> probably less best. offensive if you don't. Mm. So he's going off about how his friends... And I'm like, it's okay. We're going to put them in. Please come into the room. Or you can wait in the lobby for them and then come in later. It's fine. But we're going to start the time. It has to start now. And he's like, what? He barges into the room and starts pacing around, throwing up this big fuss, yelling in Italian at me, at the other guests. And that's when I put my foot down. And I'm like, sir, this is unnecessary. This is uncalled. You need to exit the room. We're going to start this game. And he's just like, oh, you only speak English? You only speak English? Do you speak Italian? And I'm like, no, sir, I don't speak Italian. He's like, do you speak French? And at that point, I'm just like, oui, 
Je parlez-vous français? But this is an English game. And sir, you're gonna have to be able to read English in order to play. Would you like to play this game or would you like to step out into the lobby? And he and freaks out. <laughs> and so the receptionist comes in. He's trying to like calm him down. He's like, just five minutes, five minutes. This guy is going off the handle, freaking out, screaming at me. And the, the other players in the room who are like 20-somethings are just like super nervous and just going, what the hell is going on? So finally he steps out and I go, sir, I am your clue master. It is up to me when the game starts. It's starting now. You can play or you can leave. And I closed the door on him, went and started the time, and then just stared at him in the lobby until finally he was just like, oh, okay. And I... Right, slow clap. You're allowed to stand up for yourself if you're in customer service. I'm so proud of you for just telling him to go fuck himself. Right? But in, like, a nice way when you were like, this is what needs to be done. I have authority over you, and I'm going to exercise it. Well, and that's the great thing about being... It's like being, when I cut people off. ...being a nanny is oh that my inevitably God, yes. you begin to see everyone as a child, no matter how old they are. And inevitably, the same tactics will work. If mm-hmm. someone's worked up and throwing a tantrum... Sir, I will turn off the TV. <laughs> like, I will turn off Bubble Guppy, sir. I will turn this car right around, and you can't do shit about it. Sir, no one is having gushers today if everyone's going to be a cranky dance. Oh, <laughs> so funny. And then, of course, as soon as he agrees to this, as soon as he calms down, his friends come out, they all go in the room, and he... Here's what he does in Retribution. Oh, Retribution. Oh, yes. Not response, Retribution. And I wanted to kick him out. I wanted to call the cops. I was like, if he does anything, if he, if he lays a finger on me, because he was, he was doing the Italian thing where you have your hands up like you're trying to chase off a bear, <laughs> and he was, like, towering over me. Uh-huh. But, oh, honey, I lived in New York. I don't give a shit how tall you are. You hit me. I'm calling the cops. There are bears everywhere. Also, I hit back. And uh, we have cameras everywhere, so there are witnesses everywhere. Don't touch me. Don't touch the other people. So he doesn't even play the game. He sits in a corner. He takes all the locks that they open, and he resets them. Get fucked. No. Yeah, he he looks it up on his cell phone, how to reset a lock, and he sits there. And I don't see him doing this because his back is to the camera. But he's sitting there, and he's not... And he's not making the experience any worse for the other people, which mm-hmm. me and my, my coworkers and my manager have already decided we're giving the other people in that room free tickets. Like, mm-hmm. it's, they've already had such a shitty experience because of this customer. But they, they want to play. They want to continue. So, and his other two friends were way nicer Italians. And they just, you know, kept going. So he sits there and he changes all the locks. He, and you, he you, resets them. He locks them up. And he just leaves them in a pile on the table. And you need the combinations to be specific numbers in order for the game to work. Yes. Well, these were all the locks that they had already gotten open. So these were all the puzzles that they'd solved. And as they solved each one, he went about systematically locking them to a different combination that we do not know. So that we had to throw out at least four locks and, and put in new ones. Because when they're locked back, there's no way to reset them. And, and a lot of them are, of course, very difficult to guess because that's the whole point to avoid. Right. So that was, that was his little retribution. And, of course, there's, like, nothing that I can do except when it came time for the, the debrief, uh, I, I walk into the room and I'm like, hey, guys, ah, shucks, you didn't escape. Bummer. And I'm like... 
okay, bye. And I just like look at the three Italians and wave and just go, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Have a nice day. Get Goodbye, the fuck Dorothy. Out. Goodbye. We have to throw these locks out now. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be nice. I'm not gonna walk you through the puzzle. I'm not gonna try and make your experience pleasant because you've already ruined it. I'm gonna get you out of here so I can help make these other customers feel better. I'm gonna bring them into the back room and I'm gonna give them free tickets. And they were really nice about it. They were like, no, we totally understand. That was crazy. That's awesome. Good on you guys for being so cool about it. Yeah. Deliberately sabotaging the operations of the business because you're pissy is the most savage, like, animalistic thing I've ever oh, heard. Yeah. ridiculous. Now, what's, um, if we can go on to a lighter note now, yes. what, are, what are some great customers? Do you have, like, one really great, like, excellent <laughs> customer story where you felt like they gave you good customer service? Well, you, you know, uh, overall, this is not a job where one gets tipped, but if you tip me, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I, I've never had anyone actually give me money at the beginning of a game to, like, help them out more. Some people have joked about it, but sometimes at the end of the game, win or lose, we'll get people who will tip. I've gotten as much as a $20 tip before. Nice. Yeah, yeah. very nice. And I was like, wow, that's great. Come back anytime. Be awesome. Uh, I would say, gosh, the the best group that I've ever had. Uh, I had a I had a group of kids once, and usually kids like you know they're very excited. They run around, they take things apart, they're excited, uh, and they don't get very far. And but this group, it came, they came in with their dad. Now we get this <laughs> we get this happening a lot, where someone will come in and play a game, they'll lose or win or whatever, and then they'll come back and play it again. Now, the way that the game works is that you can't play it a game. The, the puzzles don't change. It's the same room. You can play a different room and have a different experience, mm-hmm. but you, if you lose a room, you can't come back and do the same room. Hmm. It's kind of all or nothing. Uh, and that's usually fine. There's plenty of options available. Uh, but sometimes we do get it where people are just really upset about losing. They come back in. They lie about having played before, and they spend 30 bucks to play the same puzzle. And sometimes... We'll try and vet people. We'll try and make sure that they haven't done that. Um, But sometimes people go in there and they'll basically ruin the puzzle for anyone else playing. Because if you go through and start skipping steps or if you do the answers beforehand, it's going to ruin the experience. Nobody wants to be handed the answers by someone who's already played the game. Mm -hmm. So we'll go in and we'll ask him to leave. Now in this case, it was a father and he had like a group of 10, like, 8-year-old girls. They were very well behaved. They were really sweet. And he's the only adult in the room. And it was clear that he had played this game before. So I was like, oh, man, he's doing this because it's a birthday party. He wants to just give them the answers. It's going to be a terrible experience for the kids. But he doesn't. What he does instead is he basically takes my job of Clue Master, and he sort of uh, Confucianisms the, the girls. So they bring him a piece of the puzzle, and he goes, well, we have this, and we have this. What do you think they do? Do you Aww, think that they okay. go together? I like that. And I'm listening to this guy just, like, being an amazing parent. And, and yeah, they escaped, but only, you know, with five minutes to spare, which is slightly more than average. Mm-hmm. He and they had a good a experience. Great job, a yeah. great job. And they, they did genuinely solve it. He, he egged them along a little bit, but he did it in such a perfect way where I was like, I, I can't be mad at this. You've, you've done this game right. You, you are parenting right. 
And it's true. They probably would not have escaped if he had not played this game before. Right, fair. So that was that was a really pleasant experience. Right, so, I like uh, that. We are we are running a little bit out of time. Um, so we just want to... We just want to touch base with you. See see what makes you tick. Like, if, <laughs> if someone were to write you a blank check and say, you don't have to work in customer service anymore, <laughs> like, what would you be doing? And, like, what do, you, what do you do to relax? What do you do to de-stress after coming home <laughs> at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning from this crazy clue prison? Oh, uh, well, we did mention Hashtag Assassin's clue. Creed. Clue prison. I like that. Uh you, I do play video games to to relax, de-stress. We are three for three. Last three week, three. we both recommended video games that we yep, used there to de-stress. There you go. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. Is, is it Assassin's Creed, Black Flag? I do love Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. I can say nothing can beat Assassin's Creed 2. I, Assassin's Creed I agree it's with really you good. so strongly. I didn't like Revelations. Uh, but I played Assassin's Creed 3 and hated it. Oh my god, me too. It was oh, a bad move on their part. I, I liked the direction the story was going in, but then it right. just left, lost me. Left field. Mm-hmm. And then... No, two was the perfect game. Mm-hmm. And then I, I moved on to Black Flag, and at first I was like, ah, pirates. But then I was like, oh, this is a return to what made Assassin's Creed 2 great. Sweet. And it was like, coming home. But actually, I recently played uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Ooh. which is... Like, truly, like, Assassin's Creed, you're not actually really assassinating. You're just running around being weird and parkour. Which is uh, all I want to do. <laughs> I, I told Kevin, I like really low-pressure games. So, like, in Assassin's Creed, once I've beat the story, I just climb. Oh, yeah. I just climb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just running around. Going Jungle crazy. gym. So, yeah. so Deus Ex has the same kind of feel where you're, you're sneaking, you can backstab and everything. But they introduce a concept, which I've never experienced before in a game, which is you see all those bad guys... You don't have to kill them all. You don't even have to knock them all out. There are ways around. If you're sneaky enough, you can actually avoid almost all combat, which is such a cool concept. It made me feel like super spy. I was like, Mm -hmm. they don't even know I'm here. And that was... That was mind-blowing. That's part of the it. reason I like um, the Batman, the first two Arkham yeah. games so much, because it's so way more about stealth than open stealth combat. Stealth and sneak. I love, I love being sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do, what I would do if I had unlimited funds, unlimited money, uh, I actually have my own film production company. Uh, it's fledgling. We've got one project on the, the plate, and it looks really amazing. I am Kevin, fond of this project. Kevin told Kevin, us about Tamburlaine. Kevin, bit, yeah. Kevin is cast in Tamburlaine. Uh, I feel like we're giving away a lot of personal information, but oh well, it's the internet. I can yeah, trust them, right? Fine. Womp womp. Uh, but what I, what I would do, honestly, at this point is I would act and I would produce. Mm-hmm. I would just spend all my time making films because I have found my passion in this. And it started out that I just wanted to be in films, and then I realized that there just weren't projects that I wanted to be a part of. And you know when you're in customer service and you look at your manager and you go, man, I could do that better? Well, I looked at the film industry and I was like, man, I could do that better. So that is what I am attempting to do. Yeah, I would like to say we're recording on Madeline's stuff. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This, this is my equipment. I have amassed a small uh, horde of electronics of varying filmatic uses. Uh, and it's all because when I get a gift or something or if I get money, if, I, if people want to give me you know, holiday gifts of any kind, I inevitably ask for, uh, for film equipment. And, and obviously, 
Film equipment is quite expensive, so oh, yeah. this has been a few years in the buildup. Um, but I've finally gotten it to the point where either I have my own stuff or I can beg, borrow, favor, pull to get uh, what I need to, to make what I need. It's all about networking. Um, so yes, so now we finally have a space of our own studio in which we can run podcasts. And I was like... And I jumped on like <laughs> a leech. Yes. You know, because it's funny. I actually, a lot of my friends were complaining. They were like, we want studio space. And I said, hey, I've got a studio. Do you want to come in and do some fun stuff with me? And nobody got back to me. You're the only one who actually seized upon the opportunity. Isn't that so funny? I feel like I've spent, I'm going to write a blog post about this, actually, CaitlinNoble.com. There we go. The K, no C, all eyes, no eyes. But <laughs> I've talked to so many friends. Shut It's amazing. That's rehearsed. That's how often my name has been misspelled. I've sent emails saying, regards, <laughs> K-A-I-T-L-I-N. And then oh. they'll write back, thanks, K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. I've done that. That's, that's a gestalt. I hate it. Sorry. Um, that's okay. <laughs> but I've, you know, I've talked to so many friends about projects over the years, and, like, this one friend had a project I was so passionate about, and he was like, all right, you know, we're just going to wait till I get back from California, and then we'll start it. And then he got back, and I was like, so we're going to start, right? He's like, no. <laughs> Why do we keep talking about projects and not doing them? I, I honestly think it's because our stupid day jobs take mm. so much of our energy. Absolutely. That all we want to do on our day off is sleep. Uh, or play Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Right. This is my day off, and I, I woke my up at 8.30 a.m. to trek up here. Yeah. And uh, so thank you, Madeline, for letting us use this lovely yes. space. Thank uh, you, Madeline, for making our dreams come true. And yeah. uh, thank you for coming by. Uh, and well, sharing some of your me. hell with us. Yeah. Uh, and if you like the hell that we are sharing with you, uh, we have a Gmail now. We have a Gmail, Gmail. now. Uh, you can send your crazy customer stories to have a nice day podcast at gmail.com. We will read the ones we like on the air. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to hear more episodes, absolutely subscribe. Please subscribe. And if you don't, uh, if you don't like this and you'd rather be listening to... Um, crazy Italians yell about live <laughs> events showing up late. Uh, um, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Madeline, would you yes. like to give us a little have a nice day sign off? Like, uh, if, uh, like uh, if you have to say have a nice day, but what you'd really like to say <laughs> instead? Yeah. Uh, have a nice day. This game is not for you. No, you're not that smart. Please stop taking apart the furniture. There yeah. you go. You heard it from us. You're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, have, have a nice, nice day. day.